Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to Financially Speaking with me, Kathy Cook Noble, and you are listening to the Inspired Choices Network where we talk about all things great and wonderful to help you with your life. And I encourage you always to reach out to other shows and log into our chat room and talk to us because you can talk to us directly, you can email, and you can also do what we do. So if you're out there and you're thinking that you have a great skill or ability or even just an idea that you'd like to to run by somebody and say, would this be helpful to to people and help them to improve their life? Then reach out to Christine at the network and ask her about it and ask about being a host because there's always opportunities that are, are coming up and there's certainly lots of opportunity for you to help other people out there. And that's really what we do here at the Inspired Choices Network. We take every aspect of your life and we have a show that can help address any questions, issues, um, concerns, happiness, or just reinforce if you're doing things well and if you just want to have some conversation and community to help support you. So please reach out. I know there's people out there that think, I'd like to do that. I wish I could do that. You can do that. So reach out and talk to Christine about setting up your own show, and she helps work through all of it. You don't have to know anything. You don't have to know anything at all. Trust me, I speak from experience. She tells you everything about how to work the uh, the technology. She tells you uh, how to put together all your show information. She to- tells you how to log in. She holds your hand all the way through, so there's no excuse. Uh, reach out, email, call, text, whatever your best preference of communication is. So what we do here on, on Financially Speaking, when I say what we do on the network, we specifically break down the financial part on the Financially Speaking show. And we talk about various concepts in finance that people either are uh, scared of, annoyed about, don't understand, or just plain uh, glazed over when they hear somebody talk about it and, and they think it's, it's beyond their ability to understand it. And I'm here to tell you it is definitely not. You can understand your own stuff. You are perfectly capable of understanding all your stuff and you should understand your stuff. You don't need to understand your neighbor's stuff or your cousin's stuff or everybody on TV or the top 1% of the wealth people that you hear on the news right now lately, especially in the U.S. because you guys have that election going on and there's a lot of conversation about that top 1%. And uh, do you really need to understand the details of what they're doing and and uh, how their finances work? I, I don't believe you do. I think you just need to know your own. And... Just on a side note about the 1%, the stuff you hear, and this is what today's show is actually about, what you are hearing on the news about that top 1% is only a small, small, small bit of what you, what they actually have and, and how complicated their stuff is because it's a political thing, remember. So they're only going to teach you and tell you the stuff that they want you to so that you vote in their, their favor. But uh, just remember, you just need to understand your stuff. And by understanding your own stuff, you will understand when there's conversations about that just a tiny bit better and you'll feel a little bit more informed. So 
there's so many spin-off advantages I think of understanding your finances. It helps you be in more informed in this case on that one specific topic in the US. Um it also helps you to do better with your own money. It helps you to be less stressed. It helps you to be more focused on what matters to you rather than stressing every day about what's happening with your money. So that is what we're going to break down every week here on Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. Now today I'm going to take on a topic that a lot of advisors get nervous about. So in my my day job as a financial advisor or as a bookkeeper, um, specifically I'm talking today though about as a financial advisor, a lot of advisors get afraid and shy away from talking to people about fees and how they get paid. And there's a lot of talk out there, especially in Canada right now, about fees and how advisors get paid and compliance and the requirements and disclosing all this stuff to clients. And and clients uh, typically don't care (laughs) or understand it because it's not about their money. So now I'm talking about the advisor side of things and how it makes them a little bit it's either awkward or nervous or or just uncomfortable and they don't know how to handle it or bring up the topic or or sometimes it's just that uh, people really don't care but the the advisors required to tell you about certain things so today we're talking about uh the fees and it's not just about the fees when it comes to financial planning or financial advisors so of course the fees are a factor in the investment but they're they're not the only thing that you should think about and they're not I believe they're one tiny piece of the the equation because they're not the only thing that should decide what you do, how you do it and who you do it with when it comes to your money. So today we're going to talk about fees. And uh <laughs> I as an advisor, a lot of people are uncomfortable. I'm not. I I bring it up because I mean, I'm required to buy compliance. It's it's uh it's a feature that we must talk about but I've come across a lot of people that were like well I didn't know that and and their advisors haven't told them so here's the the inside behind the scene about fees and and financial planning so if it feels a little bit like the Wizard of Oz the curtain's about to be pulled back and you're going to see everything that I know and advisors know and it's really not that exciting but I'm going to try and share it with you anyway so when we talk to an advisor and we'll talk about you know, what you should expect from an advisor and why you would talk to an advisor. But um, the fees are an important part of the the conversation, but only for a very small five minutes of it instead of the entire lifestyle of the portfolio. Now, that's how it should be. But um, the challenge that you're going to see out there, and I, I can tell you in North America, this is what's happening. There's a lot of marketing campaigns about retiring 30% richer, and that's what they're advertising, 30% richer. And that focuses entirely on fees. And they're saying, these commercials are saying, if you do it yourself, you'll make 30% more because of the fees coming out. And they give you this uh, very watered-down mathematical illustration about how it saves you money. Well, I'm here to tell you that there's a lot of misunderstanding and misdirection in that. And the the focus shouldn't be entirely on your fees because when you do that, you overlook the impact of all the other factors and that's what ultimately leads to, leads to your investment success. I'm going to tell you, the fees of an advisor, while they matter a little bit, 
they're not going to be the key to your financial plan and your whole financial future. So just keep that in mind. And I and I know people get they see these commercials. I've been asked about these commercials, and they're uh, misleading you to tell you you can retire 30% richer. So in the end, the most important thing that you want to measure in your portfolio success is the overall investment outcome. So thinking that the only way to retire richer is through lower fees may be a very, very oversimplified uh, view of how your portfolio is. And if that is the case, and the only thing that's affecting your, your portfolio is your fees, then maybe you, we should be talking about what's in your portfolio. But uh, the fee-only focus, it doesn't take into account that your returns are not linear and they're not equal to the portfolio. So if you take a different, it, it, so what's happening is if you're taking a fee difference and multiplying it out over a number of years, it's which is what the ads show you, it's not a realistic comparison of what actually happens between two investments. So that's where you want to be very careful about what gets what what gets misleading. And this is where I like to take the financial stuff and break it down to make it very simple because I think you can. Um, you have to be careful with advertising because their 30-second commercial isn't meant to break it down so you understand a lot. It's meant to encourage you to move in a certain direction because that's marketing. That's not financial advice. That's a marketing ad. So that's the, one of the big differences. And people see that and they're like, oh, I can retire 30% richer if I do it myself. But I'm going to share with you some some real numbers that tell you in the long run, if you don't work with an advisor, then you you do not end up in the higher end of your investments. You can certainly do it, and I'm not telling you you can't. You absolutely can do it yourself. You're certainly capable of, of doing it. You can physically do it yourself. Uh, there's certain things you can't do without having a license, but uh, you can certainly do your financial work without an advisor. Uh, are you going to maximize? Are you going to stay on track? Are you going to, all the other stuff I'm going to talk about, are you going to be able to implement all these things that you want to do without an advisor? I would suggest you probably can't. But um, of course, I think you should talk to an advisor and I think you should get an opinion. I think you should interview an advisor to see if it's the right person for you. And we're going to talk about things to, to look for in advisors. But uh, for now, let's just uh, clear up how these fees work. So this approach that you see on these commercials about just multiplying the fee difference over all these years, it makes uh, an assumption that all investment returns are the same. And, and we all know, either intuitively or by statistics or by working in the field or by having money invested, that's just simply not the case. So these commercials are saying the only variable there is are fees for an advisor. And the second thing to look at is all investments are looking for the same characteristics in the portfolio, and the fee levels are the only measure of the appropriateness of the portfolio. That's what's implied with these ads and these commercials, and uh, there's a lot more to it. Now, I, I always tell you we can break it down and make it simple, which we definitely can, and we do, I hope, but there is more to it than than just those those two things. <laughs> there's, not, there's not one variable when it comes to investments. And you have to also remember that lower is not always better for investors. And I always say, it doesn't matter. I, I believe this. I live it every day. I believe you get what you pay for in a lot of cases. So the the people who have the who are on the race to the bottom to get the lowest price for building a house, the lowest price for buying a fridge, the lowest price for getting a car, 
those things, uh, price is important. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, we're we're talking about we're on financially speaking. Of course, we're going to talk about money and how important it is and the, the importance of saving it. But if the only measure you have is the price, then you're going to be missing out on a lot of other benefits. So when it comes to a car, for example, yes, you're going to look at the price, but you might not buy the lowest priced car because there's going to be other attributes about the vehicle that are more attractive, like comfort and safety standards and whether or not the uh, air conditioning works in the summer and the heat works in the winter and things like that. So there's a whole lot of other variables, not just the price. It's the same in finance. So those are some things I just want you to remember. So if investor A, for example, wants an actively managed, widely diversified portfolio, and that allows for some market exposure, but with greater emphasis on capital protection in the event of a downturn, and investor B wants market exposure first and foremost, and these two investors should be in these two investors in this example should be in significantly different products and portfolios, and neither should be shopping for the lowest fees as the one and only decision-making factor. Because what's going to happen there is you've got two people with two entirely different goals, entirely different stages in their life, entirely different ideas about finance, and they're just looking for fees. So are they going to end up in the same uh, the same uh, investment as everybody else, and it's not going to be appropriate for them. So that's one of the examples of why lower is not always better for investors. And it also pays to look for a portfolio <clears throat> or product that fits you best, considering all the factors, with fees being one of them. So this is, yes, you're going to consider fees, but you're going to consider the whole package about and what it's like for you. It's not about what it's like for me or your neighbor, or your cousin or your sister. So if something worked for your neighbor, this doesn't mean it's your secret uh, secret sauce and you're going to use the exact same formula. So you're going to look what works for you and that's all the considering factors and other variables that because there are a lot of variables in finance. Don't be misled thinking that fees are the only variable. Some variables are downside protection. That means what? That means when the market starts to go negative or go down, you're protected from uh, losing your capital. So there's volatility that's a variable. There's estate planning benefits and tax efficiency. These could be key priorities. Uh, as we know, taxes change all the time. There's a huge conversation right now about implementing a tax on the wealthy in the U.S. for the presidential candidates and whether or not they should, how much they should, how would it be implemented. Just that one tiny, everybody thinks one tiny conversation is going to have a big impact and it's going to be very complicated on implementing. So taxes change all the time. That's going to be a priority decision. And uh, there's a whole lot of other variables that we're going to look at on time and, and your particular makeup specifically, your, your your age, your length of time for investing, your goals, all those kind of things. So we're going to talk about that today and how these fees are calculated, why we want to look at them, how we can look at them. And we're just going to break it down. So when you see these commercials that promise you, you can retire 30% richer, um, you're going to be able to say, yeah, that's not exactly true. And this is, and I understand that why. And then I can make that decision about whether or not I'm going that route by myself, whether I'm going with the robo-advisor, whether I'm going with the live advisor, or what other alternatives I might want to take. So now you can make that decision yourself instead of being uh, looking at just that one variable that they, they lead you down that road of. 
So we're taking, we're going to come up to our first break here and take our break. And then we're going to come back and talk about the fees and exactly how, how advisors get paid. Because a lot of people, some of you out there that know, you're probably in the smaller minority of the people that know how your advisor gets paid. Because I get, I, I hear a lot of people ask this. They don't really know how it works. And I'm going to tell you, it's not a secret. I'm going to share it. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to continue to talk about fees and your advisor and how it's your choice. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. Canada 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back everyone. I am Kathy Cook Noble and you are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And today we're talking about advisors and it's not just about the fees and so here we always talk about money and now we're talking about the advisors money and how they get paid so that we were talking about before we went to break just some of the the variables that you have to consider when you're looking to work with an advisor and cost of course fees are being one of them they're getting paid it's their job right so let's let's just take that out right now because People don't see you get paid and you don't usually write a check to your advisor for their for their services. So you don't actually see them get paid. So I get this question where they're like, I don't understand how my advisor gets paid. And if you're if you work with me, I tell you up front because um, it's a compliance issue. Let's start with that. And also, I don't like there to be secrets or surprises. So we all there's a lot of information that you're going to learn as you work with an advisor about doing a plan and what you should be invested in and and different ways that that particular fund might perform and all those kind of things. 
But uh, fees is also a, a conversation that you'll have and how they get paid. So there's a few different ways advisors get paid. One is, and this is the most popular one, most common, I should say, um, is by commission. So advisors get paid by commission. The second, There's a second kind, which is the top way that high net worth advisors get paid is on fee base. And then there's a third way that people can pay, an advisor can get paid, and that's fee for service. So what do these mean? Well, let's start with commission because that's probably the one that you most know about, and that's the one that most people are advertising. So commission is if you do work as an advisor, so we put a plan together, and we're going to put your money invested with whatever particular fund company. Let's call it particular, this one, we'll call it Fund A. We're going to put Fund A with this you know, company uh, X, and that's going to be the managing portfolio, the managing fund manager. And they're going to pay commission to your advisor's head office or company. And then from there, your advisor will get paid whatever their contract level is because all advisors have different contract levels. It's no different than if you if you all worked in the same company. Some people who've worked there longer are paid more. Some people who work in this one particular department, the accountant might get paid more than the person in HR or the person in HR might get paid more than the person who um, does the maintenance. It's just completely dependent on what company you're with, levels of service, um, what you negotiate, and, and all the other same factors that go into any other job. So you have a commission-paid advisor. Now, here's the, the nice thing. The, the commission is the same for um, each company. So it doesn't matter if you go with fund company X, Y, Z, it doesn't matter. Uh, the, the commission is the, is, is the same. So the difference in commission becomes whether something's called a deferred sales charge, which is DFC, and you hear a lot about that in Canada right now because there was talk of uh, changing it or phasing it out. Um, and then there's a front-end load type of commission, which is any range between 0 and 5%. Now, here's the difference. A DSC, deferred sales charge, let's say that's the, the route that you go, and that 5% gets paid by the fund company to the company of your advisor, and then your advisor gets paid his or her commission out of their contract level, and then the out of that 5%, you're paying the head office, people get paid, the compliance people get paid, goes towards the operation of your advisor's whole head office, okay? So if you invest $1,000 and 5% gets paid, that's 5 bucks goes to the head office, and then out of that $5, your, say your advisor makes 60%, they'll make $30, okay? So that's how DSC works. The, the part of the DSC is your money is now locked up or tied up, locked into your investment, committed to your investment for five or six years, depending on whichever fund company. That's the part that differs, is how long the DSC is. And what that means is every year that you're invested, the penalty to withdraw your money reduces. 
So if you invest your $1,000 today and it's deferred sales charge, and then you decide in a month that you want to take some money out of it, there's a potential for a penalty, depending on how much you want to take out. Because you're, the way it works is the advisor is allowed to move 10% out of the DSC every year. So this is where people hear about penalties to withdraw their money, part of it. But this is the probably the big one where people hear about it. And that penalty is um, a couple percent, depending on what level it's at. So if you leave your money invested, which the idea is that's what you're doing, especially if it's for retirement, in five years or six years, that deferred sales charge is going to be dropped off anyway. So then you take your money out without a penalty, if that's what you're going to do. But that's the part that people get. There's some conversations about out there in the public, especially in uh, Canada. You'll hear about DSC and fees and so forth. That's what they're talking about. You get locked in for five or six years without a penalty. Now, your money, that's kind of helping you. The idea is to protect you a little bit too because you need to keep your money invested for five or six years to get because you want to have it in the market and you want to have it where it's participating in the ups and the downs and if you're adding a little bit more to it, if you're doing, if you have a strategy where you're putting so much in every month, then you want to keep it in there. So the reality of it is for most people, it doesn't matter. Nobody, most people that invest their money, they're planning to keep it in there for a while. They don't care about the deferred sales charge. They don't care about every year that there's less penalty for taking their money out because they're not taking it out anyway. And that's part of um, working with an advisor too is that they help work you through all these market cycles so that you're not panicking and taking your money out. Because when you work on your own, for the most part, now there's always exceptions, some people can do it, but for the most part, people who do their own investing, when the market starts to go down or even goes negative, they panic and they take their money out. That's when they lose their money. And then when the market's doing really well and people are talking about how great it is, then they're thinking, hey, maybe I should get in. That'd be a good time to to get in and, and invest my money. So you're doing exactly the opposite of what trained professionals are. You're investing high and you're taking out and you're selling low. And you want to be doing the opposite. We hear this all the time on TV. Anybody that's seen the movie Wall Street, you buy low, sell high. I mean, that's just the way it is. Everybody knows that part in finance. But when you're doing it yourself and there's the emotion, and that is the the really, really, really big variable, when you have emotion that enters into a decision on financial investing, that's when you start to make um, either mistakes or you start to make emotional decisions rather than rational, calm decisions. And that's where one of the advantages of working with a professional is. So that's one way that the advisors get paid. The second way that they get paid uh, is either uh, fee-based. So this is typically how high net worth people are, are, their advisors are getting paid. So, and high net worth is at a certain threshold. So you could have um, fee-based, which means it does, the DSC does not come out of your investments. The front-end load does come out of your investments. So you negotiate how much of a, a fee you're going to pay. A fee-based is very similar in the fact that you have an amount, say it's 1%, that is going to be paid to the advisor's company. So now on a million dollars, 1% of 
is 10000 That's going to be paid to the advisors to manage your money. But your money doesn't stay locked in. And it can be moved around because typically with high net worth, they're doing a lot of um, active movement in their in their portfolio. And the other the other part of a fee based platform, and typically if you compare the difference in costs, uh, there's a certain point where it makes sense to be fee based, and that's by how much you have invested, because there's a different management fee on the same fund. So not to be confusing, but the there's the fund charges a certain amount, and uh, when you have, for that portfolio manager and the fund company, so say it's two percent. If you're a DSC client, then that's it, and that money does not come out of your money. You're not paying it directly to them, but a fee base is a lower management fee, but then you are paying the advisor uh, or the advisor's company rather. So what happens there is a different type of advantage, and that is sometimes, uh, depending on what you're invested in, that fee can be deducted from your taxes in Canada. And the reason for that is because you're paying a professional fee directly, and uh, it just depends on what you're invested in, if that's a deduction or not. So that's why that's a consideration, depending on your level of investment and depending on uh, all the other variables about whether or not that's the way they're going to set you up. So those are the two uh, the third one, final one that you might know, and this isn't the most popular, and that is fee for service. So that would be just like your accountant or your hairdresser or your dentist. Uh, they charge you a certain amount for the fee that, or fee that, they charge you a certain fee for the service they perform. So if you come into an advisor and you, they say, I am fee for service, and they say, I charge you X amount to set up your plan and then so much every month to manage it, then you're not paying the other fees uh, that I just talked about. So there's not a lot of that, and you don't see or hear of it a lot, but it is an option out there. So if it comes up and you hear it, then you'll know. But the other two are by far the most uh, popular and the most common. So that is our, we're coming up to our second break here. We're going to take a break and then we'll talk a little bit more about uh, fees and why they work the way they do with, uh, with managers and advisors and considerations that you want to have if you're deciding to do it yourself versus working with an advisor. So want to make sure you make the best decision for you. So stay tuned. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to continue to talk about fees and uh, exposing the myth behind how advisors get paid. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. 
You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network, and you are listening to Financially Speaking. Today, we're talking about fees. It's not just about the fees. Uh, we want to know if how we want to know how the advisor is getting paid, and we want to know if it's worth it. We want to know what we get for it, and we want to know how it impacts us. So, I said before, and I'll say it again: you can do it yourself. There's no law that says you can't. Uh, I just want you to be armed with all the information and not the marketing material you see on TV about, you know, you can make 30% more uh, if you eliminate the fees. So I told you how advisors get paid. So why do you pay them? What do you get from them? So it, let me share with you uh, a couple a couple reasons why you would work with an advisor. So one is, and this one I see a lot, is you're not sure how to manage your finances or investments. So if you do it yourself, then you pick your own stuff. You pick your own investments. Uh, you need to put your own plan together, how you reach your financial goals. You have to work out the map to say how you're going to get there. Um, if you need help spending or saving or managing debt, an advisor is um, someone that can help you with that. Some advisors also might help you make decisions on insurance or tax planning or estate planning. It just depends on uh, their license and it depends on what they do in their practice. Another reason you might work with an advisor is you don't have time to manage it yourself. So most people, uh, that's they don't have time to be active on their management of it. They don't have time to watch the markets. They don't have time to listen to or read all the a lot of the material that's out there about what's happening in the market. And another reason is some people are just not interested in managing it. For some strange reason, I find people don't think the finance stuff is as exciting and as fascinating as I do or as it really is. Believe it or not, not everybody thinks it's exciting and they don't want to do it. So they're just not interested in doing it. So they might say, um, I want to work with an advisor because I just simply am not interested in doing it. So the other thing that, the other uh, note that I want to make is if you're dealing with an advisor, uh, they're all in some way, shape, or form, they should be licensed with the regulators, the security regulators. Now, in Canada, it's the securities, Canadian Securities Administrators, uh, the Mutual Fund Dealer Association, um, IROC, the Insurance Act, there's uh, the SEC in the states. Uh, there's all kinds of different licensing agents, but your advisor should have a license, at least one. <laughs> for them to be working with you as a licensed advisor because that means they're being uh, held to a higher standard. They have an ethics code they take. 
they're being regulated by a compliance department and there's recourse if they're not following the rules for looking after you. So the advisor can help with the investing, the financial plan, maybe insurance if they're duly licensed, uh, tax planning and estate planning. It all depends on what practice they have. So those are some reasons you would work with an advisor. Um, that's on the, the personal side of things. But financially, why would you work with an advisor? Well, when statistically they look at it and they say, okay, people who do it themselves versus people who work with an advisor, um, they found that history has shown people who work with an advisor has increased their wealth. So the longer people are advised, the larger their investments grow. And that's a, a big, big contributing factor, I think, in making your decision. So let's say, for example, you did it yourself versus worked with an advisor for somewhere between four and six years. The person who worked with the advisor would make about 1.58 times more money on their investment than the person who did it themselves. If the same situation, but now you've done it for seven to 10, seven to 14 years you worked with an advisor versus doing it yourself, it's it's 1.99, so it's almost twice as much, so two times the amount that you would have invested versus the person who did it themselves. And if you work with an advisor more than 15 years then the, versus doing it yourself, the 2.73 times is the amount of money you can roughly expect that you would make if uh, you worked with an advisor over doing it yourself. So there is some specific, tangible monetary benefits to working with a, with an advisor and that is because for a, I talked about the emotional part but for the most part um, when it comes to money people get very emotional about it because it's their money and I totally get that and and you should care nobody should care more than you about your money but when you're working with investments you have to manage your emotions and that's where people really get caught up with um making mistakes because they're not managing their emotions, they're investing with their emotions or in some cases divesting by <laughs> taking it out. But the benefits of staying the course when you have investments. So just to give you an idea, we all remember the 2008-2009 uh, financial crisis and the peak of the, the or I should say the bottom of the financial crisis was March 2009. And we sh we We've been, they've studied and said, okay, what happened for the people who who just, you know, stuck through the crisis and just stayed the course? What happened with the people who remained invested? And what happened to people who just sold out, sold low because they were emotionally investing and they were panicked and I want to save my money? Um, so let me just give you some financial numbers. If you remained invested in a balanced portfolio as of March 2019, you would have had your $100,000 invested would have been up to $208,845 10 years later in 2019. So if you just kept your money invested for the last for 10 years, that's what would have happened. Your money your 100,000 would have been now worth just shy of 209,000. If you sold at a low at the low point in 2009 out of panic and you invested in bonds 100% because you thought they were safer because that's typically the uh the attitude that people think bonds are safer uh if you had done that to be safer then your portfolio would now be worth $161,200 so your 100,000 would be worth 161 
if you sold your if you were doing it yourself and you panicked and you took it out and you invested it all in a GIC, then your portfolio, your hundred thousand, would now be worth one hundred and nine thousand six hundred and four dollars. So by working with an advisor or by just simply staying invested and not doing anything, you're talking a difference of almost $100,000 in 10 years. So it can be significant. And that's why it's important when you're doing investments to calculate not just what the advisor makes or what your fees are, which is a lot of what the advertising is about, because a lot of that um, working with the advisor is is more about the fees. I mean, obviously they have to get paid. It's their job. Everybody gets paid to do their job. But you have to also remember there's so much more to it, um, the value of the advice. Because with a financial plan, people with a plan are more prepared for um, their future and they're more committed. And they're typically, uh, they stay on track more. So if we think for a minute, what should we expect from our advisor because you know they're getting paid to do their job what do we expect we expect them to make it to make us clear and specific recommendations and explain how these are going to meet their goals there we expect an advisor to explain the risk involved with all our investments that they recommend we expect the advisor to answer your questions about investment products and strategies we expect them to keep your personal information safe we expect them to get your permission before buying or selling an investment on your behalf. So if an advisor is going to do something, they're going to talk to you about it. They're going to say, I think we should move out of this or into that, and this is the reason why. And can you give me your permission to do that if you agree with me? And then they take care of executing it. And typically, that should be done in writing, um, unless there's other arrangements made, and there are some some uh, specific reasons why you wouldn't. But uh, for the most part, you might get that in, in writing, but for sure you're having a conversation about it. Um, and you're expecting an advisor to send you regular account statements, meet with you maybe once a year, unless you don't want to, but usually it's once a year just to talk about your investments and any progress, update your plan, see if there's anything that needs to be changed, if it's not appropriate anymore. Uh, but there's also stuff you should not expect your advisor to do. You should not expect your advisor to guarantee any market performance. You can't guarantee anything with the exception of a GIC rate. Um, and that is, like, again, that's a different product. They're all, there's different times and places for each product, but they, advisors cannot guarantee market performance. So just because your fund performed 10% last year doesn't mean it's going to do it this year or the year after. They also can't guarantee, or sorry, they also can't buy and sell investments with unclear instructions. Like they're not going to buy and sell something without telling you the reasons why. That's what we should not expect them to do. We also shouldn't expect them to have achieving uh, unrealistic expectations of profit or always recommending profitable products. So sometimes you're in an environment where it's just not it's just not possible to always tell you that you're always going to be making money. You're always going to be doing 7%. Um, they should never be saying that to you. So never be guaranteeing stuff like that. Uh, so those are things that you're going to watch for if you're going to talk to an advisor. So we're coming up to our second break. And when we come back, I'm just going to wrap up our conversation about fees and why we would work with an advisor or why we wouldn't and the value that they add to it. Um, I, we talked about 
how much they get paid and how they get paid. We talked about uh, the financial impact, like specifically that they could have on your portfolio. And now we're going to talk about the, we're just going to wrap it up and say, okay, what value do they bring if they bring any value? What should you be looking for? So, okay, we'll take our, our third break tonight and uh, we'll wrap up our conversation about fees and advisors. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And when we return, we're going to wrap up our conversation about our advisor and their fees. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook-Noble, on the Inspired Choices Network. And we have been talking about fees and our advisor, and it's all about fees, and it's all about you. It's always all about you, and that's the thing that you want to remember. It's about you and your money, and now you know how advisors get paid, and you know, I I assume that you know that they would get paid, (laughs) or you'd at least suspect that they got paid somehow, and that's how they can do it. So... When you're deciding whether you're going to do it yourself or whether you're going to work with an advisor, don't be afraid to interview different advisors to find one that fits with you. I've talked about that before on the show, but it's the same as finding a good hairdresser, let's be honest. Sometimes they just, they get it, they know your hair, they get the right cut, they get the right color, whatever the case may be, and you're comfortable with them for whatever reason. That's your person that you're comfortable with. It's the same with your advisor. Get comfortable with that person. Uh, make sure it's they do what you want them to do. So, there's a lot of people that are looking for um, planning components outside of just product selection and portfolio recommendations and uh, retirement plans. They're also looking for a holistic view of the individual financial situation that they have, and they want help navigating through different planning options. 
So that could be retirement planning, insurance strategies, tax efficiency, children's education, uh, long-term health care, uh, concern about um, protecting their income if anything happens to them, which is such a huge, huge uh, problem with uh, health care in terms of, uh, especially people in the States, that's your number one cause of bankruptcy is health bill or medical bills because uh, health is expensive if you don't have good health and using the healthcare system, it's exp- people in Canada, uh, you know, there's a misnomer that it's free. It's a very expensive system that we have and it's prepaid for with our taxes. If you think of it like that. So if you're not using the hospital, you're still prepaying for it because it's coming out of your taxes. That's how I always like to think of it. The, the United States is you pay for it for when you need it. That's the difference. So, and ours is uh, obviously because it's going through our taxes. It's controlled by the government. The United States is, is more private, uh, but you can have health benefits and coverage for it, which I strongly recommend you talk about what the best package is for you because you don't want to be caught if something uh, if something happens to you. So anyway, the there's ten things that I just want to leave you with that uh, advisors provide immense value for just so that you can think about it and, and also look for it. This is also, these are all things that I want you to look for too. So as an advisor, advisors can help clients create and maintain comprehensive financial plans and help them establish and organize their goals. They can remain disciplined even when the markets are highly volatile so they can stick to their long-term plan. That is one of the key values that a, an advisor brings to you is they remain disciplined when you re, when you're sometimes panicked. They can adjust the plan whenever significant circumstances happen in your life. For example, you get married, you have children, you lose your job, you get an inheritance, whatever the case is. They can invest in products and solutions that are suitable for their time horizon, risk tolerance, and financial goals. And that is for you, the client, your specific ones. They can manage risk in the investment portfolio. And this is while they're still seeking returns that will help them attain their goal. Remember, we talked about... um, uh, protecting your capital, uh, staying apprised of what's happening in the financial market so they can be informed invest they can be an informed investor with healthy perspective on why their portfolio might move higher or lower in the short term. So when things are happening in the market, your advisor can tell you instead of you having to have to do all the research yourself. Um, the advisor can help you save regularly and save more money as part of a disciplined approach to your financial management. They can invest in tax efficient ways that can help you keep more of your money and keep your money working for you longer. Uh, they can also help you use tax advantage savings investments. And these are vehicles that we've talked about on different shows like RSPs, TFSAs, RESPs, uh, equivalents are 401ks and Roth IRAs and IRAs in the United States. Um, they can also get you in touch with other professionals such as tax and estate planners, accountants or lawyers so that that you can benefit as, a, an, a, as an investor from the expertise of others. So that's the other, adva- these are some other um, huge values that advisors bring, I think that advisors bring to different uh, individuals. So when you're thinking about doing it yourself, can you do it? Yes, of course you can do it. We can do anything ourselves. I don't recommend you pull your own molars out because uh, I think you need to have a dentist for that. However, um, if you're gonna do your own financial planning, then you're going to want to watch uh, the markets and you're going to want to be disciplined and you're going to want to take the emotion out of it and be very 
aware of where you're putting your money and being very aware of costs and fees because I can tell you there's no place out there that is 100% free because if you think about it, even intuitively, without knowing their their model, their business model, how can they do free platforms and and allow you to invest your money for free uh, and they're still in business? How do they make their money? It doesn't make sense intuitively, so just think about things like that. Um, cost only becomes an issue when there's an absence of value. And that is the, the main takeaway I want you to have for today when we talk about fees with advisors. If there's value in talking to your advisor and, and, and all these, uh, these, um, points that I gave you just a minute ago about them remaining calm when, and disciplined and creating the plan and keeping you on track and, and staying abreast of what's, what's happening in the market and, and new vehicles that come on, like when the TFSA came on and knowing how that works and, and knowing how it works now and knowing what the limits are. That's, that's value, I think, that they bring with. Having connections and relationships with other accountants and lawyers and estate and tax planners, uh, that's a value that they can provide to you when the time comes and you need it. So these are all, there's a whole lot more variables than just fees that I, I think that it's important that we talked about. So hopefully that helps a little bit. For those of you out there that have questions for it, you're always welcome to reach out. I'm happy to answer any questions by um, text or email or logging into our, our chat room and having conversations with us during the show. You're always welcome to co- get a hold of Christine McIver. She is our fearless leader here at the Inspired Choices Network. She will help with other questions on how you can do your own show. If you have questions about a host and getting a hold of them or if you have a question about something, anything, it doesn't matter. She'll be able to direct you to the right in the right direction. So there's a lot of value in knowing Christine, and I encourage you to reach out and talk to her too. So um, next week, we're going to talk about uh, money once again, and I would encourage you to plug yourself in either live or on our podcast as we're all over the universe out there and over 50 platforms. So reach out, stay in touch, and take away what you need to to make your life better and more exciting and the most beneficial that you can possibly make for yourself. And I'll be right back here again next week, and we'll see you then. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.